Hello and welcome back to the podcast channel. And today I am with another guest, you'll be pleased to hear. Um, this is the gorgeous Lynette Chesma, um, who I'm thrilled to have on. Hello, Lynette. Hello, Kerry. Thank you for having me. Very excited. Oh, you're so very welcome. And, you know, it feels like home because I do actually know you, <laughs> right? So it doesn't feel quite so uncomfortable. I hope it doesn't for you as well. Um, just give our audience like a 60 second intro about you, where you're based and your contribution to the wedding industry. Sure. So I'm Lynette Chasma and I have my bridal hair business based in Essex. I've been doing it now, oh gosh, I think it's about 11 years. Uh, I'm also a qualified hairdresser, so I have been doing hair for, gosh, 100 years or so. <laughs> but no, love my job. Um, I also work surrounding areas, but also I have taken my business to Crete in, uh, on the Greek islands, which I absolutely adore, which I guess we'll touch on later. Yeah, let's talk about that a little later on. But I just want to add also that Lynette is not my client. Um, we're actually, our link, I will just unpack this um, a little bit more. So Lynette and I um, shared a really good friend in the Essex area, who sadly we did lose um, a, a couple of years ago, the amazing Tina Crossley. Um, and even just saying her name, Lynette, just gives me... Uh, I don't know about you. She's amazing. She's an amazing person. And I think one of the best bridal hairstylists you're ever going to come across. Her work was always outstanding when I saw it in the flesh and her, her work was just magical, beautiful. And she was such an amazing friend too. And she mentored me. Um, she helped me get a leg and a foot up to bridal yeah. hairstyling I was never that good at it um she was a master wig maker she was an incredible female entrepreneur that was really really um you know lifting other women and I know that she didn't mentor you but I think that she definitely give you you know that confidence and, and tips and tricks as well uh which amalgamated your amazing friendship she took she took me under her wing when I when I begun bridal hair we we met at a dinner actually organized by other hair and makeup artists and we literally clicked straight away we found out we had the same birthday and she just couldn't do enough for me she wanted to help me on my journey she was fantastic and, and when I won the uh, Essex Wedding Awards she was she was sitting next to me and she just gave me the biggest hug and she was just so pleased for me she's she was she was the loveliest person we just became best friends I can see how, because she was such an incredibly rare, rare breed of females. You know, she, you know, it didn't matter what your color, creed, background, anything. She would be like, let's go for coffee. Let's meet up. Age was never an issue, you know, and, and things like that. So I think um, she's massively missed. And I'm so pleased, actually, Lynette, that we did give her a mention on this channel because. Oh, me um, too, Kerry. And as you know what, I must say as well, um, when her passing came, the amount of hairdressers that came out of the woodwork to say that um, that she'd helped them. There were so many. Just, you know, no money changing hands. She just wanted to help people. She wanted to give people advice. She was, everybody adored her. Impact. Yeah, she did the ripple effect. And yeah. I was a bit sad, very sad, because I had a wedding. It was in the summer, wasn't it? Her, her funeral. And I yeah. couldn't go because I had a wedding and I just couldn't get it covered. And I was absolutely gutted and it and it felt really painful. But anyway, that's a story for another day. But I just wanted to, um, you know, let our, our uh, listeners know, you know, that um, 
people out there are lifting others all the time. So it's great. Um, I want to kind of unpack your journey, Lana. Um, now, when you left school, you where did you go? Um, I went to the London College of Fashion, which back then was a very prestigious place to get into. I was quite a shy child back then. And I, I can remember that I think about 500 people had interviews and only 100 would get in. So I went along with my mum, quite quiet and shy, and I got in. So that was a bit of a changing for me and, you know, showing that thing, good things can happen to you and, and set you on the right road. That's incredible. I mean, what kind of things did you get up to? Um, well, good or bad. <laughs> Keep it clean, that. <laughs> well, I was only 16 back then and I was I was a young 16. So it was just a really nice um, college. It was in the middle of Oxford Circus. So I met a wide variety of people, a two-year course. And we learned, we learned wig making, hairdressing. We even learned Italian. I don't know why we had to learn Italian, but that was that was one of the courses as well. And then um that but that set me on the road um to become a hairdresser. I love that story. And so fast forward a little bit in your life, and you obviously then had your daughter. Yes, yes. So I was married at 23, which is quite young when you look yes. back. Had Beth at 24. Um, and so for me, I ended up doing mobile hairdressing after working in salons for a couple of years. And that worked really, really well for me, bringing up my daughter because I could work around her. Both the mums, mum and mother-in-law were lovely and they used to look after Beth for me. They had a day each every week. So I just used to work solidly from nine till eight at night um, doing mobile hairdressing. But it worked for me and it, it meant I was there for my daughter and I was watching her grow up and um, we had a nice little life together. Yeah, it does fit in, doesn't it? You know, yeah. quite nicely with freelance and, and children. So talk a little bit about a trip that you took uh, when your daughter was 16 years old. My life-changing trip, Kerry. <laughs> so for many, many years, I'd wanted to travel the world. I love traveling. I used to love saving my money so we could go away. Me, I used to take Beth away to lots of different countries just me and her we'd go to Egypt and we went to South Africa um we'd had an amazing lifestyle so yes I got to a point where I wanted some time out for me so I planned a year-long uh, not a year-long trip sorry a three-month trip around the world um went to lots of different countries I mean I was in, I started off in New York ended up in Thailand I did Hawaii Australia Lots and lots. That's another podcast, um, Kerry, that could go on for ages. But yeah, fantastic. And along along that journey, I knew I wanted to just do something a bit different. I was getting bored with just the mobile hairdressing. Life needed to change, you know, and I would, I'd done this trip and I realised I could do anything I set my mind to or try to. Um, and along this journey, I think it was in Australia on a campsite, um, I decided I wanted to uh, do bridal hair I'd tried lots of other courses along the way over the last sort of five years I'd done interior design I did photography I did soft furnishings upholstery I've done a lot of courses <laughs> and then I thought yeah do you know what why don't I keep it simple and expand the business and do bridal hair so that's what I did so I came home and back then um we didn't have Instagram it was just Facebook I think and I had to set up a website. I had to create a name. 
I created some business cards. And then what I had to do was most important was to show my work. So obviously I had no pictures of hairstyles I'd done because I hadn't done any. So I went on a really good course in London, which I found amazing. And all I did at this course was sit and watch the lady do it. And I went up and put a pin in some padding. That's all I did. And from that, I was so inspired and I just couldn't wait to get started. And that's, that's all it took. So, yeah, I, I got friends around. My cousins came around and I used to get, do hairstyles. And because I did the photography course, I could take quite good photographs. So that worked well. <laughs> um, and then I started from there. And I think the first year I did three weddings and the second year I did 30 weddings. So it, it took off quite quickly. I love that story and even more so because I remember you telling me that you never used to like bridal hair. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I would I would shy away from it. I had a client and her daughter was having her prom and she's like, oh Linda, will you do, will you do Gemma's hair? She really wants you to do her hair. I was like, I, don't, I really don't want to do it. And I literally was like, no, 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 no. And in the end I did because Gemma wanted me to do it. She had a half up, half down from memory. I hated every minute of it. And I just didn't enjoy it. And that was the end of that. Yeah, it didn't make me think I want to do this. Um, so it's so funny to look back at that. And now, I mean, half up, half down is a, a daily process in my life. No. So <laughs> now forward a little bit more to a country called Crete. Yes. Well, it's Greece. Greece. It's an island in Greece. No, it's not. Yeah, an island in Greece. <laughs> Crete. Yeah. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 300 islands apparently well you're the expert Lynette to be fair <laughs> well, you know, I should know how many islands there are but there's a hell of a lot of Greek islands yes I found that out but yeah Crete uh so my my business had been going about six years and I always holidayed in Crete because my parents have a home out there and so I was always going out there with Beth having a lovely lifestyle, loved the place, knew loads of people out there. And I had a particular friend called Wendy, who is from New Zealand, and she has a house out there and she goes for three months every single year. She will go for three months and live in Crete. And every year I'd be, oh, Wendy, you're so lucky. This is amazing. And then one day I had a little eureka moment of, well, why don't I try and do this? I could work out here. Like brides come out from the UK to get married in Crete, a hell of a lot of them. And so... I put that into practice and I went home and I created a couple of new pages on my website and I networked. And to be honest, it was like having to start your business from scratch again, but in another location. And that's basically what it was. So again, the first year was a few weddings. The next year there was more and it works seamlessly. So I fly out there usually like the mid end of May and I come home end of July and it's, the dates are out there and, and brides book me up and I, I I just do weddings out there like I would here. And the beauty of it is I'm looking at the sea usually at the window while I'm styling. And then after I finished, I can just go sit on the beach in my bikini and have a glass of wine. It sounds absolutely divine. Um, if I wasn't so scared of flying, which I have to force myself to do, <laughs> I would have accompanied you on some of these weddings. And I know that you have um, a team that do sometimes help you out with some of these weddings. Am I right? I do have a pro team in the UK and I, you know, I have mentioned to them, like if I got a big wedding, would you be interested in coming out and, and styling with me in Crete? And so, yeah, there's, there's always options 
for everybody to to make the best of their business and to put themselves out there really how difficult are destination weddings like I think about your kit packing and the travel and the time I mean when you did your very first destination wedding was you a little was it stressful or no but I think I've learned that I like being outside my comfort zone because if you stay stagnant you don't grow so I like things that get me a little bit excited and I I don't fear the unknown. I kind of plow towards it. So, no, I mean, the thing is you do a trial, so you know what you've got to take with you. And you just, I'm very meticulous at packing. I'm with everything in life, actually. I'm very organised. I'm always on time for things and I would have a massive list, double check, triple check the list, make sure everything's in there. So, no, I think um, obviously as long as you don't forget your hair grips, you're fine. <laughs> I think that there's far less for you to forget than if you're a makeup artist. You know, oh. there's how you could literally forget everything as a makeup artist, but as a hairstylist, you can pretty much rock it out because if you had forgotten, a, you know, some hairpins, you could very easily just go and get something. Yeah, I think a makeup artist, I think that would give me a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, because that's a lot of stuff to take. And what if your blushes break? And oh, no, that would that would be awful, wouldn't it? But I over in Crete now, I actually have everything doubled over. So I, I've got things over there. Um so what I have to do every year is just stock take before I leave Crete what products I need and just remember to bring them when I go the next year. So, no, that works. I've got all my my tongs are out there and everything. I've even got a dolly head out there to style. Love that. And, you know, that ties in quite nicely with online education, which we're going to talk about. Um, I remember having a conversation with you not so long ago and you had done some um, education a bit of education obviously the pandemic come along and for a lot of people it kind of took the sail out of your wings you know and and just um you know you don't quite know how to pick it all back up again but for you um this is definitely your zone of genius and you're an amazing educator so talk a little bit about your new upcoming online course so I'm steering towards the zoom side of it at the moment uh i did a zoom just this week a, a group masterclass, and it was just such great fun because um way back in uh, uh covid times when we did the igtvs i don't like to say the c word but um yeah we did the igtvs and that's where i gained a lot of bridal hairstylists and just hairdressers that followed me Every week we styled hair. I would style that. I knew they were doing it on the other end. I couldn't see. So what was nice with the Zoom is I could see what they were doing. So it's just like doing the IGTV, but I could actually see what they were doing and I could help them. I like to keep the classes very, very small so that I can give my time and I can actually look and see if someone isn't doing it quite right or does need a little bit of help. So I think that works really well. I don't want to overload the classes, but I think they're the way to go as well as doing one-to-ones face-to-face and as well as doing group masterclasses face-to-face as well. I like to do both. But what was lovely with the Zoom, I had a lady from Ireland. I had a lady from Australia, bless her. She was styling at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and one from the UK. So it it you can be anywhere in the world to join the Zoom. And I love that. I think that's I think that's terrific. 
You could uh, do this from Crete, Lynette. <laughs> you know what? There's a good idea there, Kerry. You've planted seed. <laughs> but yeah, so I am thinking my next Zoom class, I would love to do time-saving hairstyles because I know a lot of wedding parties can be very, very big. So you can have about six to nine bridesmaids sometimes. And if they want you to style all those people, you need a style that looks absolutely stunning, but you can do it in half an hour if not less. So I have quite a lot of those up my sleeve. And I thought, what a fantastic idea to do a Zoom, squeeze about four or five of those hairstyles in, and everybody can style along with me. So that is going to be my next uh, masterclass. I love that. Anything, do you know what, when I was a bridal hairstylist, anything, sometimes it looks complex is actually the most simplest. It just depends on the structure and where you start. So I know there's going to be loads of bridal hairstylists that are on my podcast, you know, listening to this podcast channel um, that definitely would be thinking, I'd love to save some time on a wedding day. Sometimes you get the schedules, you know, the timings through from the bride and you think to yourself, how on earth am I supposed to give give them, you know, A-class results when I've got so little time? So if you have got some tricks up your sleeve, Lynette, um, I'm sure that they would be so thrilled to know and learn more about how they can find you um, and get in on your intimacy because this is you know you do like to keep them at the moment you know you want to give that um, quality time with those um, students as well so where is the best place to find you if they want to find out more? Well I am on Instagram uh, a lot I have a few pages but my primary page to go to would be Lynette Chasma Hairstylist which has two N's in it, which everybody gets wrong. So it's L-Y-N-N-E-T-T-E-C-H-A-S-M-E-R, hairstylist. Uh, but I have recently changed my website name because of my name being spelt wrong so much, which is now theweddinghairpro.com. So you can also have a little pop on there and see what I do, what I get up to. Also, it's about, you know, how you present yourself to the bride, the services that you offer. It's all, you know, lots and lots of gallery pictures, putting it out there so they can, your transparency is there for them to see everything that you do. Yeah, I would actually just created a post about this. You know, you are leaving money on the table if you're not up, you know, updating your skills mm-hmm. because um, more and more brides will want more modern and trendy looks. And if you're still doing the same looks that you did, Hal, even five, six, seven years ago. Yes, you can't um, be a pony because styles change and evolve all the time and people are wanting to they will be willing to pay good money for those you know up and coming styles that they see everywhere you know they are incentivized i'm sure you agree with the bridal magazines and all of the blogs online and they are all the latest stuff so i'm a massive advocate of education coaches mentoring as you know um yeah. and i think this is a great way uh, to finish up our podcast so um thank you so much for joining us Lynette it's been an absolute pleasure um do go and check Lynette out and just a little secret from me she is always secretly talent spotting for people to go to Crete <laughs> and help out with um <laughs> Bridal hair styling. Um, what an incredible um, thing to think about for maybe your 2024 um, goals for next year. Um, yeah, great. Thank you so much for joining me, Lynette. Thank you, Kerry. It's been a pleasure. I'll come again.